0: It's Wanda! Hey, wait for us! My sister, are you all right? Did they harm you? No, but I cannot use my hex power through this blindfold. We'll get you out of there somehow, Wanda. My shield might loosen those bars. But behind the Avengers, through the vents, an odorless gas is being pumped into the chamber. Soon the gas takes its toll. Can this be the end of Cap's fateful mission? And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us.
1: Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy know this is hard for you but winter is coming i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold you clearly don't know who you're talking to so let me clue you in i am the danger
0: avengers assemble i am a Jedi, like my father before me Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Cornels smash you King Tom. Hey, guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? They got we can keep cover. And you, you're on the sick list.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 239. Of The Sith List, I'm your host, Siraj Zalichai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Boo, Who's very gassy tonight. Very much so. He's been burping up a storm. Thank God it's not from the other side. Well, no the, no guarantees. Ugh, the man we call Crunch Crunch. The man who is so punctual. Now, I, I love how punctual he is. That's why he's an intricate part of The Sith List. Mr. Les Crunch Crunch Gonzalez, what's up, buddy?
1: I'm operating on my real time, which is black people time. So, yes, I'm on <laughs> time and punctual 100%. Thank 100%. You very much. Fantastic. The man we call the king
2: of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom, how you doing, man?
3: I'm fine and dandy. <laughs>
4: That's great. And the man we call El Hombre, I call El Bri- Mr. Eric. Blaze guitar again, finally. Strothers. yeah man had a country gig nailed it oh yeah what was that's that right oh it was,
2: fantastic
4: it was good man we went to i like, did a session in a recording studio. haven't done that in forever and oh, uh we man. played and bent a few biscuits but what are you gonna do that's just how it goes and uh yeah it was neat neato benito did you do cover songs or did you do originals we did uh five of this guy's originals his name is michael b Witt, and we did two covers one was uh somebody like you by keith urban Mm. And the other one was I Want Crazy by Hunter Hayes. Wow. And learning wow. those guitar solos is neat, man, because that's not normally how I play. And right. so getting it, doing it, doing it, doing it. woo. Was, it was cool. Country artists have the
2: best names, dude. Hunter Hayes.
4: Yeah, I'm not a big country guy. I used to be when I was younger, but like, the guitar, I admire the really good guitar mm-hmm. players. Brad, well, you know, I played that Brad Paisley Brad Paisley, too. yeah. I mean, good Lord. yeah, That is some ripping stuff, man. I've
2: seen some of his concert stuff and he does like um, covers and he has like a DJ with
4: him and the DJ plays a song and he just plays the rest of it. Oh, he's great. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. he was on like Good Morning America several years ago. And played Hot for Teacher.
2: He played that yeah. uh, at that concert. That's Yeah, that's great. And then he showed up. I talked to you about this before, but for you Game of Thrones fans, um, right before the series finale that everybody shit on, they had some amazing guitarists show up. Tom Murillo. I thought, Scott Ian. Scott Ian was there from Anthrax. Brad Paisley shows up and the look on everybody else's faces when he shows up was like, oh my God, this is awesome. We get to play with them. And he just shredded. Yeah, the whole theme. It was really cool. So it's on YouTube, so check it out. If,
3: yeah, he's good, if man. Choose. Yeah, he's great. King Tom, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Weather's. I was in the hammock for the first time this year. It's a big milestone. Ooh, nice. Were you reading? Was, th- th- for a second, I, I thought you were going to
2: say the Hamptons. I was like, damn. Oh, King Tom.
3: Man. No, I yeah. No, I have a house in the Hamptons. Yeah. No, I, it was it was a nice day. I, I had the day off from work. I had like a I had a bunch of appointments and other stuff. So like, I finally got some time myself this afternoon and. Read a few chapters of a new Star Wars book. So pretty good. You didn't finish it? No, I didn't finish it. You slacker! Yeah, you you're your time, yeah. oh, I'm
0: Slacker.
2: That. I am in the. I don't know how far this this book. The this page th- two, page three. No, I'm page <laughs> like seven. No, no, I'm in like chapter five. I think now it's getting a little a little freaky.
3: What book? The into next the dark. Yeah. Oh, into the, okay. Yeah.
2: Let me tell you, I love the character of this Matthew McConaughey guy. He's pretty funny. He's cool, but the sound, the guy that does the voice is just not that great and he's like yeah, not I've hitting heard, the
3: notes uh I, i've heard the person for this audiobook is not not good not good and, uh, but you know that that that's why i always say that the the, the book is what matters
2: i have heard you say that you have i have heard you say, you say that les Gonzalez. how are you doing man you, Do you got to stop pronouncing it like that <laughs> why because people people are announcing it like yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> really that you know, the, that's um,
1: exactly how you do it and i'm like uh, nah, that it yeah it's that's it's all funny. good man. it that is, is funny, awesome but yeah, is i'm funny. doing i'm doing okay i mean yeah out you were on a uh podcast recently i was on a uh, star wars spelt out with uh josh chapman
2: oh fantastic it's a great show a good time huh
1: yeah it was amazing man it was just awesome real smooth awesome. no issues just you know did our what thing, are you trying man. to say <laughs> no
2: yeah, I'm feeling I'm a to certain t- kind yeah, of way I, I about felt this. A little, uh, feeling attacked. Yeah.
3: Little thick, <laughs> When, in when did you show up for the show?
2: Yeah, were you on time? I'm gonna call. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text Josh right now. I don't. Yeah, I can't text I was definitely on time. Yeah, I was on out out time. Yeah, it was out of time. Wow, you got the best of less, Josh. <laughs>
4: did, you, did you keep per- turning off your camera and playing video games on the sly while <laughs> you guys were doing it, Eric? At some point, we're gonna be playing Red Dead
1: while we're recording the syphilis. <laughs> I'm ready for that. <laughs> see, you see that would be Oh, no. That How would dare you fun. guys? Oh, um, yeah. We'll be just going off. Hey, Erica, you want to close your camera, real quick?
4: Bang, bang, <laughs> shoot, shoot.
1: Bull gun.
2: If you go to our potted 4 page, Star Wars Spelt Out is on there. So just click that and go to the one that's not less on there. Uh, and you'll enjoy The episode
1: most- art is amazing. Like, he, he it, put it that is. thing out it oh, was really? pretty cool yeah I was like that's a really cool. he came up with it right away it was awesome man
4: if you guys haven't listened to star wars spelt out at all i mean check out several episodes chapman mm-hmm. runs a pretty tight ship his format is very unique he keeps it tight keeps it moving and it's a lot of fun he's a very smart guy he's awesome very engaging he makes great merch yep. <laughs> and uh yeah, he sure does know, he's just he's just a good all-around dude man i think a lot of that guy
2: yeah, I was really yeah. looking forward to hanging out with him at the celebration, but, you know. He didn't come because of you. Oh,
5: <sighs>
4: damn. damn. What, what, what's Shots fired, King, Tom. King Tom's
2: coming out of me like two weeks in a row. Well, you know,
5: he had he had hammock time, so, you know, this yeah. is hammock time, King Tom. It
4: sounds like he had hemorrhoid time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's, going <on> <laughs> oh, what's going
4: on here, King He Tom? is not going to be the butt of your joke.
2: Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> well done. Right. Boo, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
5: Started uh, taking tennis lessons. Uh, I heard this uh, this weekend. Yeah, my. Uh, you better half. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, it's fun to have an instructor who you know uh, you're attracted to naturally, and then you also you know don't feel bad about you know having dirty <laughs> thoughts about her later. So yeah, you know, it's good.
0: Uh, I don't know. It's why good. You know, that know that it's, you know, it's
5: a win-win. You know, I' learning a new uh, a new sport, having fun. You know, she's throwing things at me, yelling at me, but
2: you know, it's all good your fuzzy bits yeah the balls out
5: there balls are out there yeah exactly crazy it was funny uh whenever like something goes bad or something like that i'll say out of nowhere we like balls you know just be like damn it you know that kind of thing and she she was grabbing the uh the sack of tennis balls and i was like balls she's like what what's wrong and she had the tennis balls in her hand she got really mad at me uh... Because I got her. Yeah, you got her. Yeah, <laughs> you got her, boo. Oh, yeah. Got totally got her. Totally got her. I
2: got her. That's how you reeled her in. That's that right. Kind oh, yeah. That kind
4: of sense of Yeah. That's all it took, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> put one in your pocket, see? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, what is that? Oh, it's a tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I had tennis elbow once. That must hurt like hell. Huh? <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that's good. That's a
2: good one, dude. Let me give out the shenanigans real quick. Check us out on the Sithless.net, where you can listen to us, watch us. You can buy stuff that has Sithless gear on it. Just go there. YouTube links will be on there or all of our episodes will be on there. You can email us, Sithless at gmail.com. And again, we talked about this earlier, but our Potted Four page with podcasts like Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Star Wars Spelt Out, The Bad Motivators, First Toast, Canto Bites, Geek Dudes, all that stuff. The Sisters with Sabres. Check all of that out, please. They are great podcasts. And go to the Kessel Run Transmission site, where I was on there last Friday talking some Star Wars and their new set in beautiful Irvine, California. But I'm glad those guys are here to stay, so which is uh, very, very cool. And other than that, I think it's time to jump into the box office. And here's the crazy thing, guys. We have a legitimate box office total this week. There's not these 1 million, 900,000, 3 million. Tom and Jerry made $14.1 million. That's pretty impressive. This is before New York opening, obviously before LA opening, $14.1 million. The animated cat and mouse adventure breathed new life into a struggling winter box office with a robust $14.1 million opening, making it the second highest debut of the pandemic era, behind only Wonder Woman 1984's Christmas release. Interesting, guys. Has Tom and Jerry saved movie theaters across this country? Because after Wonder Woman, we've had just a string of just 1.2s, 1.3s, maybe a 4 million here. 14.1 during a pandemic is pretty much like a $60 million, $70 million release if things were open.
3: Back- what did the other movies of this week make? Under a million. The
2: Croods made one point three. Little things made nine hundred thirty thousand. Wonder Woman made nineteen eighty four. Made seven hundred thousand. The marksman made seven hundred thousand.
3: And I don't think this is the first week for any of those. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, well, even even when Tom and, the, and Jerry, even, even t- the
2: Croods was week one. It didn't right. make fourteen million dollars. Oh, no, yeah,
3: yeah. I I mean, it's it's. I guess it's a good sign that people are going back. But let's see when there's actual competition between multiple movies opening up in the same week
2: well i think it's a really good sign that parents are taking their kids back that's a big thing they feel safe enough for their kids to go to the theater well yeah that's your top five did anybody watch anything i actually saw the croods new age <laughs> saw it in a drive-in been waiting for this review oh yeah i got to go with my niece booze niece and it was her 14th birthday so i volunteered i'll have my uh you can take my mustang my convertible and we'll go to watch the movie in the drive-in you can bring your friend so i took two 14 year old girls and a little nine year old boy eight year old boy i think
0: he's eight Yeah,
2: eight year old boy to go watch Crude's a new age in a drive-in and it was uh it was a l- the whole experience was a blast they had a great time in your time. mustang they were in the back with the with you know the convertible top open and watched it in the drive-in. It's only a two-seater, right? No, it's a four-seater. That's cool. They had a good time. So the Croods, it was it great? Uh, it was good. I, did, I didn't know anything about it. So when I sat there and, and I saw Ryan Reynolds's name and I saw Emma Stone's name and Nicholas Cage's name and Peter Dinklage's name, I mean, they just kept on going and going. And then Kelly Marie Tran, she's a big part in the movie. I, I liked it. I didn't think it was going to be good at all. I didn't know what the hell it was about, but it was good.
3: Like you didn't know what it was about going into it or I, you saw knew, it and then at the knew, end you didn't no, know no, what it was I, about. Well,
2: I knew that it was about some crazy Ice Age people or something. I didn't know what the hell it was about. But then I went in there and saw it and it was uh yeah, it was decent.
3: Okay, so you <laughs> understood it after watching it.
2: Uh, no, I still don't know what the hell it's about. Okay. <laughs> but the animation's great and I like the actors. Oh my god, King Tom, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're doing, King Tom. No, it was a legit I was and this is to, why that's great to have editing
3: power. Because I can just (laughs) pick this out. That's a legitimate question. So Mm -hmm.
4: you didn't know what it was about going in, or you just couldn't grasp it while you were there? That's how I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) You fuckers.
2: (laughs) Star Wars. Yep. Kylo, go ahead. It's time for Eric's
4: Star Wars Report. Well... Well, well, well. Check this out. Okay, so, <laughs> sorry. Fuck off, <laughs> man. Hey, Tom. Uh, it looks like we've got a new cast member for the Cassian Andor show, and it is somebody from Dun 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 Game of Thrones. <laughs> the now Croods. I have not <laughs> from the Crudes. Yeah. Now I have not watched this show, but can somebody tell me about this actress that is is hip to Game of Thrones and what she's done? Les, you want to drop the the knowledge here? Who's
1: the actress?
2: Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh,
1: Is it Indira
4: Varma? uh, Yes. I'm glad you prepped for other podcasts. I'm glad you really... uh, He he ran out of time, man. Oh, yes. I did. I did. I did. did. did.
1: Indira Varma is uh, Alaria Sand, if I'm not mistaken, who is uh, the queen or the princess of Dorne Mm -hmm. and uh, the mother of the sand snakes in the movie, in the show. And she's uh, pretty sinister, and she's great.
2: She's a great actress. I think this is uh, going to be a good one for mm-hmm. for this show.
4: Excellent. So another thing, Katie Sackhoff was talking about the Clone Wars characters, and she also had a lot to say about Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan specifically, that uh, she really liked that kind of gray area that she fell in during the Mandalorian that you weren't sure, is she a good guy or a bad guy? And, uh, you know, I, i I like it when, when a character actor like that can get in behind it and, and enjoy things like that. And, you know, that is one thing for sure, man. Do you think going forward that Bo-Katan will be viewed as a, as a good guy? Mm, I think it all depends on what's going to come out of the whole,
2: I need to battle you for that dark saber thing. Um, She didn't look very happy about the situation she was put in, so I think uh, it's all gonna we're gonna find out in uh, next season, I think, and it's gonna be real quick.
4: There'll just be death from above. You think is that the deal? I I think she's gonna be cool with it. I think somehow,
2: some way, obviously they're not gonna brawl for that thing. So, and she's gonna be in other shows. So I think they're not gonna really make her a bad guy per se.
3: I think they've they've been taking the time this season to show in breaking with his code and everything so i think it's one of those you know rocky four type things
0: if i can change you can change everybody can change
3: That's the most- what a great line wow so work that in no it's great so won't have the interpreter messing things up
4: so okay We've all kind of wondered what's going to happen going forward with like Rangers of the New Republic and that sort of thing. Well, the Latino Review, LRM.com, I think, or LRMonline.com, regardless, their sources tell them that Hera Sindula is going to be sort of that anchor character that is going to tie the new show to the Mandoverse, so to speak. Me personally... I think that rules. I really love Rebels, and my kids dig it, and I think Hera is a neato Benito character. And uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this? King Tom, how about you, man?
3: I love it. I think it's something that they should be doing. Um, you know, Hera is, Hera is a wonderful character in Rebels, and they're starting to use her in other media, too. She was a big part of Square. She was a part of Squadrons. She's a a big part of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy of books, the last part of which came out this week. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say she's in this last book a lot more than she was in the other two. And you're really getting into some of her her emotions. She's a leader in the rebellion, and she's a single mother. And I think it just having a character like that will lend so much to the story and it's, it's kind of a no brainer. It's someone they should be using. Uh, and, and I think just it, it makes, you know, before um, when the previous assumed lead was in the mix, I, I wasn't as hot on that show, but now I'm really looking forward to it.
2: King Tom, have they talked about if the
4: child is force sensitive at
3: all? The, uh, the, the child really hasn't been in the books.
4: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, first of all, I don't know if you know this, but if you've seen that final episode of Rebels where you see him in the ship with his mom, plainly he goes on to front the band Green Day, so he doesn't have <laughs> enough time to be messing around as a Jedi. He's a walking contradiction, that kid. Oh, no. I like that. That's my brand of humor, Haraj. I'm really <laughs> proud of you right there. Good stuff. Anyhow. So, you guys remember Soraya Wilson? She interviewed Ryan Johnson and mentioned the whole thing about how his trilogy is still a go and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, you can take it or leave the delivery methods, but she did say that he said, Ryan Johnson being the he, that there was no plan to kill off Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo when The Last Jedi was made, mm-hmm. and that it was all JJ's fault. No, I, I, I'm sorry. That's not what not, she not said. fault. Yeah, but it was all JJ's idea, <laughs> and that's the deal. Interesting. I, yeah, I didn't see that. I saw it today. Wow. And I suspect Reddit is where I saw it. But regardless, right? How about them apples? That's interesting.
2: I, mean, I think the only way they could have redeemed him, and I was so against him being redeemed until I saw it, and I think they did a good job how they did it. I think he had to die. There's no yeah. other way. If they were going to redeem him, that was the only way to do it.
4: The way, the way they did it is, I think, the only way it could be done. Yeah. And, but the thing is, he does a, such a good job of being personable and endearing and, you know, everybody deserves a second chance kind of thing. But man, oh man, I mean, when you, mur- <laughs> when you murder... And you're responsible for the death of millions of people, or at least indirectly, partially responsible. That's that's not something you bounce back from, man. You know, well, people. P- people Vader this, did it. Well, I mean, but he died. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's right. You, that's you right. don't. You you don't do it the other way. Yeah, you don't live on. Uh, people, <laughs> people talk about how Christianity's bullshit because, you know, people will all you got to do is is uh, ask for forgiveness on your deathbed and you're good to go. <laughs> it's like I, I see a lot of similarities to other <laughs> stuff that people claim to like, too. But, right. uh, you know, I, w- would it have been cool to have turned the tide sooner to where he could have been Ben Solo after the fact? Sure, man, they would have had to do some different stuff up front, but I do think mm-hmm. it would have been neat, because I really did enjoy that character. Yeah. But I think I felt- they were sort of left with no choice. He was either going to be bad forever, or he was going to have to die. But that's just my my take on it.
3: I felt yeah. one of the unsaid lessons from The Last Jedi was that redemption is possible, but you have to want it, or you have to work for it. And the reason that I felt that was because during the movie, he was given multiple chances to... Do something good to turn to the light to not be a shit. And every single time he had one of those chances, with the exception of saving Ray from Snoke, he did not take it. No, you know he took he he wanted her. He wanted the the, the um the resistance. He wanted them to die. Uh, he he fought her. He wanted the 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 First Order army to march forward to the base. Even at the end, you know, right up until Ray closed the door on him, she kept on giving him a chance and. I, I I think Ryan wrote it brilliantly, um, but yeah, they they didn't really have a, an overall plan for him, and, and I see why he he was like that. But that was also the course that he wrote. Kylo ran on, right? That Ryan did.
2: Lesson Boo. We used to watch. I still watch. Of like the one of on the only three people that watch it, The Walking Dead. When it was fantastic, when we had one of the most unbelievable cliffhangers, I think, in TV history, when that show was really popular, getting like 7 to 10 million people watching every week, the Negan situation. Now, if for uh, Eric and King Tom, Negan was just probably the worst character and the most piece of shit guy that I've ever seen on television. And now, if you're watching The Walking Dead, they've completely flipped it around where he's Spoiler. a... He is redeemed, kind of, and it's hard for me to watch it knowing what he did, but they're, they're running with it and they're going to pretty much, they've been running with it for the last two, three seasons. Boo, you think Negan can ever be redeemed? And I'm only saying this because it's kind of parallel to, to Kylo Ren for me.
5: No, no. I, I think there's a sense of repent, I'm going to repent for what I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm repenting now. I'm going to repent forever because I know what I've done is awful. Yeah. The realization of I have to do so much just to even get a glimmer of of sunlight that is goodness kind of thing. Yeah, But no, I, I nobody's ever seen again as, I think, being a, a good guy or, yeah. you know, you're okay. You're okay. No, it's we'll tolerate you. For now, we'll utilize you. If if Kylo had come back, and he said, "Hey guys, you know." hi no that 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 doesn't that yeah, he doesn't just shows work. up yeah no, my no, no.
0: bad <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: that's that, that's the problem with the vader thing if, if luke would have brought vader back and he was alive and he came back to endor with them and they, hey hey it's my pops they would have ripped him yeah
5: and then they would have hated him be like now you're evil too because you're an idiot
4: you know i think while we're talking about this man i think one of the things that makes you feel empathy i guess for ben or pity is that he was manipulated into becoming, yeah, this His bad brain, person. brainwashed pretty much, yeah, yeah. and you, you know that's that's easy apparently to have happen. You you <laughs> see people who prey on damaged people if you, right. for lack of a better way of putting it, that's a good point, and, and you know because they they seek them out they. Mm-hmm. And and that's sad. That's, that's a shame. And so, because of that, it's a little bit easier to let him back in, I guess? Yeah. I, I'm, but still.
3: A little bit, but at the same time, Ben's parents were Han and Leia. His uncle was Luke Skywalker. He was trained in the ways of the Force by Luke Skywalker. He knew what the light side and the dark side was. Even, even though he was groomed, even though it. he was corrupted, he knew what the right thing to do was. Contrast that to Ray, who grew up on her own. You know, she didn't have any Force training. She didn't know the light from the dark. She had to fight for every single thing she had. Ben had a life of privilege. She did not. She, you know, it would have been very easy for her to use the Force or, you know, to join the First Order, to use the Force for herself as opposed to try to save her friends. And so I th- I think that's a very interesting part of the story there. I, I get what you're saying, where-, where Ben was corrupted. But at the end of the end of the movie, and throughout the movie, he kept on making the, the bad choice. And he should have known better. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. At the end of the day, he should have known better.
3: And you, you were talking about uh, – Boo was talking about what if Vader was redeemed. There was a comic that came out like, I want to say 20 years ago. They did like a what if – the movies ended differently. And there was one where like, I think it was what if Jedi ended differently mm-hmm. and Luke walks in with a redeemed Vader. Right.
4: That's what I was saying.
3: And Vader has like this white, like it's his armor, but it's white and it's stupid.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. That's awful. I, I
3: don't even remember like what happened, like what the reaction was. I just remember it's like, Hey guys, it's not he walks. What, like, in. Yeah,
1: like how are you going to explain <laughs> that? Hey, guys. Hey, maybe not so much easily redeemed, but definitely could have started turning that corner and saying, "Okay, you know, I understand now and finally giving up. Uh, And then again, to go back to the difference, Negan basically took advantage of the situation that he's in, you know, and you kind of have to do what you have to do in an apocalyptic, you know, dystopic wasteland. You got to do what you got to do. not like that. Less that was heinous, dude, and no there one's ever is, done that. So think about it like this: you got to look at it in a certain way. There's him, and then the other guy, Rick. Right? Right. Their body counts are probably the same. They've yeah. probably killed. I mean, they've yeah. killed their own best friend. They've killed someone. They've done what the situation when you're all in the up up to your eyeballs and shit. You're gonna have to swallow some nasty stuff. Oh, as simple as oh, that that was nasty nasty stuff when you're when you're been solo, like King Tom said, you have been you've been walked down this mm-hmm. path, you've been enjoying this life of privilege you've been given this, and I get it, maybe there was some pressure there because he's you know a skywalker in in terms, but I really think he probably could have been redeemed. it would have just taken. It's going to take six movies. F- yeah, that's right. It <laughs> would just take some <laughs> right, more movies, you know, it, right. yeah. or started earlier or started earlier. They, right. they could have started it at the end of force awakens after he does what he does to Han. He could have just been like, what the F have I done here? You know? And like well, not just that, if we would have
2: seen maybe him younger
1: and grown up with
2: him in a way and then see the turn, then we have in our heads who he really was um i think we you know got what I mean? that
1: man he was completely power hungry i mean he wiped out snoke like he he oh no 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 i get that i'm and saying he went if you go hunt down palpatine he's like no 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 man this is just me here now he oh was yeah no i pretty I, I totally much fully that. turned yeah yeah so t- fully turned he didn't give a shit at it.
2: he just wanted it to be himself and right, maybe and, ray
1: and again also maybe. remember he kept maybe. offering ray too well, because he kept offering to Ray, like, come with me, come with me. Right. I'm not going with you. You come with me instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was really, really passionate about that.
2: He really was.
4: <laughs> and one last thing I'll say is that you've got, somebody can be redeemed like that, but still face the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. Because right. redemption's a personal thing. You're not, I mean, you can be redeemed in the eyes of others, but really the, the thing you have to live with is yourself right and you know if he can if he can do that then but still you know end up in prison for life or whatever and that would have been a thing but all right cool
3: there's well, a new book out that King Tom can uh, tell you about the book is called Victory's Price it's the third part of the um the Alphabet Squadron trilogy by Alexander Free it takes place within the year after return of the Jedi it's about a fighter squadron um of the new republic fighting against uh, their imperial counterparts and um, there are five characters it's the series is not for everyone because it it deals with a new set of characters new locations and it breaks up the the story a lot so sometimes it's it's hard to follow and i've talked with people whose judgment i've trust who just can't get into the book and i i totally understand it and I, I will say that the third part, I'm probably about a little bit more than halfway through. The third part's shaping up to be a lot better than the first two. And I think it, it's hinted at where the final act of the book is going to take place. And, and you know, if, if you know what happens within the first year after Return of the Jedi in the Star Wars story, I think that's a good thing.
2: And do you need to know the first two books in order to read I this? would,
3: re- I mean, it, it recaps it within, but I would read the first two books just in case. Okay. The other, the other thing that's been going on over the past few weeks, I think they've done about one a week. Starwars.com on their YouTube channel has had these little animated clips about the High Republic characters. Uh, last week or the week before, we did one on Martian Rowe, the head of yeah. Nile. Um, but this week, they did one on one of my favorite characters from the books, uh, the the Wookiee Padawan, Buryaga. And, Buryaga.
2: and he plays a huge part. Especially in the beginning of the. In, book.
3: in the beginning and then later yeah. on, emotionally, you know, Wookiees are, they have what, 200 year lifespans. This mm-hmm. takes place 200 years before um, episode one. And, and I'm a bit <laughs> sad that we don't see him then.
2: I know. That mm-hmm. sucks. That sucks. Well, let's watch it um, and play for our listeners.
6: three before the rise of the empire, prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era of the High Republic. Padawan Buriaga may appear imposing, but is actually known as the gentle giant of the Jedi Order. His master, Nib Asek, has dotingly given him the nickname Buri. Buri's experience as a Jedi is rooted in his culture. He sees the Force as leaves on a gigantic tree with sprawling limbs, and his lightsaber is crafted from wood from his home world. Aboard their vector, young Buri and Nib are among those tasked with stopping anomalies of the great hyperspace disaster from killing billions. But as they prepare to take action, Bury is overwhelmed with a sense of fear. <laughs> Nib calms her Padawan, but Burry makes it clear that it wasn't his fear. He reveals a significant discovery that forces the Jedi to rethink their strategy just in time. The Jedi of the High Republic work harmoniously in the face of great disaster, expending every effort and ability they can offer
2: pretty much explains a big part of the book if you i mean if you're really into jedis and that whole lore of of how to use the force and all that stuff i mean this is the book for you i will tell you that i mean they're doing things with the jedi that have never been done before it's super cool so check that out again yeah we've been promoting it like crazy it's a really good book and it's a great audio book. Well, there is your Star Wars stuff. Thank you, uh, King Tom and Eric. Appreciate it. No problems, man. Let's jump into some other stuff. There's not a lot of stuff. Uh, one thing I wanted to say for the comic book, TV, movie news before we get into Wandavision is that uh, the internals. Eternals. Uh, the what? The Eternals. Is it Eternals? The internals. <laughs> internals. Did I say internals? Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> sounds, sounds like uh, the Office version of the Eternals. <laughs> the Eternals. Well, yeah it's in good hands because uh, the direct Inter- internally internally <laughs> it's in good hands. Chloe Zhao who uh, directed, wrote, edited or nomad land or whatever it's called um, with, I don't know. got best picture and the golden globes and she's supposed to be a phenomenal director. She's uh, she's directing this. I didn't even know this. Did you guys know this? That she was behind yeah. the Yeah. I didn't know that. And she's a huge Marvel fan. Really big Marvel fan. In this movie, there's a little Marvel plug Mm. in it, uh, which is pretty cool. So that that was really cool. I'm really looking forward to this.
3: That's going to be the third. I think it's Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and then the Eternals. Or
2: the Internals. Or
3: the Internals before Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 3 in December. Right.
2: So that's kind of cool. And uh, Black Adam is finally going to be filming. And I know people have been waiting for this and we're saying it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They're actually starting filming in April. So for you rock fans out there, Black Adam is actually happening. Uh, What's your boobits, bud?
5: So my boobits are there's only a couple. To be honest so hogwarts legacy is the the harry potter video game that's supposed to be coming out I oh. don't know exactly know when and but there's been some screenshots and stuff like that it looks really cool you get to create your own wizard and or witch or whatever you want to be but with that creation the developers have pushed the envelope in the correct direction in my eyes So this is uh, this is uh, the quote from business. Players will be able to customize their character's voice, body type and choose the identity of uh, wizard or witch. So that means that your character can be uh, transgender. You can pick your own gender. You can be uh, gender fluid, whatever you want in this video game, which I think is a really good stepping stone. This was the developers push for this right after J.K. Rowling's transphobic comments. So I think this is a utilization of a shot at her. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. But you know, doing something with it. So yeah. So I don't know how happy she'll be about that. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Right. We were talking about movies and, you know, box office and uh, hopefully things are, you know, moving and things are getting better. People are getting vaccinated and, you know, uh, less things are happening. Hopefully that continues. I'm scheduled Friday. Fantastic. Fantastic. So Black Widow is going to be released in Hong Kong on April 29th. Hmm. What that means, no more delays. Oh, this is happening this year. Black Widow is coming out at its scheduled time here in the United States, when is that coming out? I have no idea. Okay. I, it, they changed it last last couple, like I think last month or something like that. And to be honest, I'll when it's out, it's out. That's the way I felt about it. But this is actually if it dies, really it dies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is a really good sign that it's going to be out. They're going to show it. It's fucking happening. Cool. So, yeah. And then just one more. What is it? Neil uh, Blomkamp. He's done District Nine, Chappie. A couple others. Real real visionary as far as sci-fi is concerned.
1: Really good director. I think he's done Elysium also. Elysium. There oh. you go. I was trying to think that about
2: Chappie it. The Chappy one's a Charlie Chaplin biography, right? Yes, yes. But he's a robot. Okay, got it. Yes.
5: <laughs> he came to fame with his first movie, District 9. That was his real big coming out party. He says that District 10 is in the works. Oh, finally. Yes. That had an interesting ending. And he creates these... They are sci-fi epics, but the world that he creates mm-hmm. and how it um, it's real, but with very, very big sci-fi overtones. You know, you're like, I want to see more of what's going on in this particular single movie universe, kind of thing. And so, social
2: yeah. social injustice overtones. Yes,
5: yeah, he, he's able to put the real world with sci-fi, which right. is something that's very awesome, and it's done beautifully. Mm-hmm. The CGI that he
2: uses is just incredible. So, yeah. I texted King Tom earlier today because I asked him. I was watching Endgame. And I said, "What well, living being is the most important living being in the MCU in its history?" And you guys are gonna really hate me when I tell you and what it is. You guys want to take a hack at this? I didn't, and I didn't think about it until I watched it today. On TBS for the first twenty minutes, and then I switched over to Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming, it's becoming a a, a thing now. Uh, yeah, let me tell you who, who it, what it is. So
1: wait, wait, who's the in in our world? In the, who's MCU, the most important in, or the, in MCU? the MCU, not in the gonna,
2: comics.
1: Is this gonna, gonna piss like you naboo. off?
2: No, it's not. Well, kind this, of. This sounds like a shitty. This would joke be a, this what? would be a bad Naboo. This would be a bad Nabu. So the single so most important person changes the tide. In the entire MCU is responsible for bringing back half the population of the universe. Oh? <laughs> you guys are going to kill me. Okay, so when I was watching Endgame, how does Ant-Man come back? The The rat presses the, the rat. button. The rat. Yeah. The, if it wasn't for that fucking rat. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for that rat. We'd all be fucked. Ant-Man but... wouldn't have come back. Mm-hmm. And none of that would have happened, mm-hmm. and nobody makes a big deal about that damn rat. That rat deserves a f- statue. Or I something. think it's I
1: think it's the right. rat from Ratatouille, and he's just been yeah, hey, he's it. whoever it is. Just yeah, that's the through the whole Disney like MCU library, right, dude. Funny enough, I was
5: uh, I thought that something like that was going to happen, but I thought it was going to be the ants. One of the ants, you know, yeah, An- Anthony. I thought Anthony was going to, or a that bunch of them were cool. going to press the button. Right. Like he's still able to mm-hmm. communicate, or something. or just takes forever for the communication to go through right. i was hoping to be that yeah I, I i was kind of bummed that it wasn't you know a particular ant-man character you know as far as the bugs are concerned you would yeah, think the Rat, dude. When they, were,
2: when they were towing the van you would think that somebody would have went inside and like actually looked and see if they pressed some of the buttons or something or turned it on because all the rat data was like press the power button because mm-hmm. it says uh something engaged like a return yeah engaged um, hit, hit here to
4: return yeah, so
2: that rat needs a comic it's something san francisco rat all right
3: Th- that was better than i thought it would be you okay do. good
4: wow well, but still do. not good i just i think we need to make that clear <laughs> ah! we're still disappointed just not as disappointed <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> before, mad at you we're before we
2: it, get but. into wandavision let me read a couple of emails here about wandavision this comes from Dan Summers. We haven't got one from Dan in a long time. Hello, you beautiful fucks. As always, great work breaking down all things Star Wars Marvel and fuck off for dissing DC. We don't diss DC. They diss themselves.
3: All right. We, diss we themselves. don't diss DC, but do they deserve praise?
1: Oh,
2: that's a diss right there.
1: Oh, King Tom. Oh, man. You're lucky you get a crown, dude. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, WandaVision has to be one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Olsen and Bettany are killing it, and their conflict is as heartbreaking as her kids disappearing. I also have a few questions to ask you fine folk. Number one, with the whole multiverse thing, is there any part of you that's worried it'll become too convoluted? The multiverse theory is extremely complex from a physical and philosophical standpoint. We're clearly not physicists, so I'm curious how they'll do justice to modern opinions of multiverse. And also make it understandable for the common layman? I'm very intrigued to find out. Two, you can shit on DC, but I think the Snyder Cut stuff is fascinating. I haven't heard this much chatter over a superhero redo that's actually happening. They are definitely behind Marvel in terms of success, but I also think it's foolish for them to try to mimic Marvel just because they're doing it well. Be dark, do your own thing, and do it well. See Christopher Nolan if you're confused. Totally agree with you. Three, lastly, if you had to choose only two Sith Lair members to run the show from now on, who would it be? Yes, I'd like to see the world burn. Kisses, hugs, and fists, Dan Summers, aka Darth Bane's receptionist. Wow, let's start with the third one. If you could choose only two Sith list members to run the show from now on. Struthers is out because he has experience. You can't do that. I would love to see less and boo oh my god run the show it'd be a shit show because i know that king tom and eric could do it i would love to see i'm not i'm not saying you couldn't do it but i'd love to oh see no that's exactly what yeah, you should pretty say much. Yeah, just fucking i'm say not it. saying
4: i'm not saying that what i just said is what i said <laughs> you're not but no. complete garbo yeah no no
2: no I, what i'm saying is i would love for you for somehow it'd be like shit i can't be here this week Eric's like, I'm out. King Tom is out. And it's up to you and Les to record and edit and do all this stuff. I think you could pull, up, you have your boo bits. So you can just run a boo bits episode.
5: It would, it would divulge less and I would be like, well, we're going to talk a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of this. Let's talk sports. <laughs> well, that's not fair. We'd have a sports segment like half the, half the episode. Like, these guys aren't here. Let's do fucking sports. Touch shit to talk about. Mm. Out
2: of shit. So, King Tom, what do you think about the multiverse thing? Do you think it's, they can make it? So it's understandable for the layman?
3: I I think they'll do a good job of it. Uh, I think there's going to be things they want to do and having the concept of a multiverse actually, I think, cuts down on a lot of the complaints that that hardcore fans would have about logic. If you think about it, because you could say, well, yeah, it was the multiverse. And just as long as as they don't fall back on it, there is a danger they would fall back on it too much or that they would just go to that all the time. Yeah. But I I think it could be something that that would make things easier to digest and make bringing in some of these other characters a lot easier. Yeah, I do too. It's a way to retcon.
5: Yeah. And then also we've seen where they've taken something like time travel very hard to explain other people have messed it up and they did a very good job of explaining it made sense and they even talked about other movies where they're there talk shit about their time travel yeah. genius, genius. Exactly. move exactly so they have their own and their own and i was like you know what that makes sense because you create different timelines we've seen other movies talk about that but not as much in depth so if they're able to do that and decipher that in such a way that is very digestible for everyone I think the multiverse portion uh, They'll do completely fine Yeah I do
4: too Eric what do you think about that do you think they can do this without? Y- yeah I mean y- You know stuff like that's always a concern Because it can essentially make Make it to where there's no consequence for anything Ultimately right. in, in you know because you've seen it happen In other franchises But no I think they'll do a good job Man the MCU's been kicking ass I, I have no concerns
2: yeah, I, I trust their story group. Absolutely trust their story. And going back to the DC thing, I completely agree with you. Let They should just stick with what they're doing over the last five years. Don't try to be Marvel. Just do your own thing. If you want to have dark ass movies, go ahead. Joker was phenomenal. Wonder Woman number one was great. If you watch Wonder Woman 84, it feels like they're trying to Marvel it up a little bit. And I think yeah. it gets lost gets lost there. So yeah, I agree with you 100% with that one. And let's read this real quick. This is a, small, a short one. Email from Rick. And by the way, Rick from Jam Transmissions, congratulations on your 100th episode. That is awesome. Well done. Well done. And I know, Eric, I think you had Rick on Bad Motivators, right?
4: We did. Yeah. He was on the Bad Motivators this week. So Fam- it was a good time.
2: Fantastic. And guys, Rick's podcast is on our Pot of Forward page. So if you haven't listened to them, please click Check them out, but let me read you this email. Hey, gang, Rick here. Just a quick question about Vision. I'm writing this before the finale, but do you guys think that the kids will be kept alive going forward in the MCU? I know Wiccan and Speed existed after a deal with Mephisto in the comics, but do they pull them out of the hex to maybe make them a part of the Young Avengers down the road? Cheers and keep up the great work, except for Nabu torture. <laughs> Rick, <That's the laughs> Rick Villanueva, point. jam <laughs> transmissions. P.S. Thoughts on the Thor leaks. Uh, thank you for bringing the Thor leaks up. So I, I heard about that uh, right before we came on. What do you guys think? Do you think they're going to be alive? I think they're going to be alive. I, and first of all, it's like, unless it's walking dead is taboo to kill kids in any show. They're not real. I think they're real enough in our heads that it's still going to be really hard to kill those two little beautiful little kids. You, you think they're dead?
5: Oh, they're gone. Yeah. Cause it, this has to end poorly. Has to, I, I think, I think vision's gone. No, but I think That's, everything, I think everything's gone. I don't think so. I think I think it has to end poorly. So yeah, so I I don't see the kids making it. I think it's it, it, we're going to be left with a massive kick in the nuts. We're just like
0: damn that hurt.
2: The reason why I don't think those two are gone is because it doesn't seem like Wanda has control over those two whatsoever. Do mm. you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, she doesn't control Vision. Yeah. I think At the end of WandaVision, they'll be gone, but they will be back by the end of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to give Wanda a happy ending.
2: Oh, okay. So you think we're not going to see that? You think, oh gosh.
3: But I I don't see them as permanent fixtures in the MCU. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't see the, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think they're permanent fixtures. Mm -hmm. But Eric, do you think that they're going to survive this season?
4: Man, i I mean, I hear what you're saying about it's taboo to kill kids, but I don't think they'll be killed. I think they'll just find out that they were never real. That Uh, all of this was, you know, while it appears to have substance to us, that ultimately it was it—it wasn't, and it's that's harsh. But yeah, I kind of think that's where it's headed.
3: Is it killing them if they weren't real to begin with? It's still going
5: to suck because what's really going to hurt. Even if you don't, even if you don't think they're real, Wanda's reaction to her children that she has that's manifested, what I'm saying. that's disappearing, what whatever, whichever way you want to call it, dying, disappearing, just her realization that they weren't real. Whatever, whatever they they choose to to do, it's going to hurt because of her reaction. It's just going to be another loss that she's had in Agreed. the continuing just the giant bulletin board of just losses that she's had. Right. So yeah. So that's going to be the real reaction is how she feels, how broken she is at the end of all of it, where you just even more, even more broken. So yeah. So that's where the real pain is going to come from. It's from her, not from actually losing the kids, but from her losing. The oh, the awful for her. It's going to be awful, yeah, for, it's her. Yeah, be awful, yeah, awful for her.
2: Now he's talking about the Thor leaks. Did you guys hear about any of the Thor leaks? It was pretty interesting stuff. It's fun stuff. Yeah.
5: So we have, we've seen, uh, pictures of Melissa McCarthy as, uh, Hela, Sam Neill as Odin. Uh, somebody else is playing Thor and you Luke see a Hemsworth. stage. Luke it's, it's Hemsworth. the thank you. brother. Yeah. Luke and I heard
2: Hemsworth. Damon might be back.
5: Yeah. Damon might be back to play Loki. Uh, and you see a stage. So it looks like there's a play going on. Yeah. They're reenacting uh, Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok. I think they're re- re- reenacting Ragnarok. Yeah.
2: Yes. and McCarthy's husband, I heard it's also in it.
5: Oh, he has to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's it it looks funny. Yeah, you see Melissa McCarthy with the with the 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 head thing with the horns on. it, she yeah. looks great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sam Neill looks awesome with the eye patch and everything. So yeah, yeah, it looks pretty cool. And it looks funny. So and this is you know Taika with is gonna just having a blast. Exactly. So it does look like it's gonna be very very fun
2: and makes me w- just so excited to see what he's gonna come up with in Star Wars. It's going to be crazy. All right. So thank you, Rick. We really appreciate it. And again, congrats on number 100. Um, Now it's time to jump into WandaVision. We'll finish this off with WandaVision episode eight. Finale is tomorrow for us. (laughs) Tomorrow, late tomorrow night. Cannot wait. Kind of sad that this is it until uh, it kind of morphs into Multiverse of Madness. Les, what was your take on episode eight of WandaVision?
1: It, It ramped up at the right time. Like, I think it's going in the right direction. Obviously, we only have one episode left. (laughs) Uh, I I think I think getting that quick little origin of Agatha Harkness, uh, Agnes, and then getting that confrontation at the end. And they just know how to end the episode. She declared, you know, you're the Scarlet Witch and then boom. And I like the way that they are. uh, So she's the Scarlet Witch. She was named that as a mutant. But this is how they do it to like kind of pacify I guess I would say but then I've also learned you know what you gotta start throwing out all your comic book knowledge you gotta yeah, chuck that yeah. and easter eggs are what you're gonna get as fan service and that's as simple as that everything else is gonna be what they decide which it's still a pretty cool setup I really hope I don't know if this will make things convoluted but I would really really like for Vision uh Jarvis Vision and White Vision to m- meld together and for I've us to keep the kids, too. Yeah, so, I've heard that. And, and for us to keep the kids, also. That would be really yeah, cool to get them to start that. growing up. Because they're part of a team, am I mis- not mistaken, King Tom? Are they part of a team with Kamala Khan, Kate Bishop, I, yeah, and uh, the Patriot? They're like They're like the Young Avengers or the Champions. Yeah, that's right,
2: what Rick like was that. saying, the Young Avengers. And
1: America uh, uh, America Chavez. Yeah, they're all part of yeah. it. And all those shows are coming. So I mm-hmm. would like to think... They could age those kids up in the wacky WandaVision way and have them running and appearing in those shows coming fo- going forward. It was just a really cool episode. And the finale, I really hope, nails some things down. And then we just have to sit back and wait for Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, right. And it was a gut-wrenching episode. I thought mm-hmm. the acting was Elizabeth Olsen. She has some major acting chops. She is
1: phenomenal. Did I just say that it was a fun episode? And it was a gut-wrenching I- episode? I, I, I don't know if you said bad. fun, but if you did, yeah, definitely wasn't fun. <laughs> Yikes. No, but it you know,
0: wasn't.
4: <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gut-wrenching. A gut-wrenching is a great way to describe it. One of the things I love about this is that I, it, we, like when I mentioned earlier bef- in the uh, production meeting before we started the show, was, you know, there's just certain things where I want to avoid spoilers of any kind, but also even just putting very much consideration into what's going to happen next like i know sometimes that can be really fun to you know theorize about where something's headed but i like just being floored by it and this was one of those things i thought the entire cast just knocked it out in this episode catherine hahn was she ruled man oh my gosh i like her so much she was so great on parks and rec and uh seeing her in this is really something else and yeah elizabeth She she blew me away. I I didn't realize just how great of an actress she
2: is. Right? No, she's phenomenal. And Betty's timing and and Benny's just so good. His facial expressions, even when he's trying to do little comedy bits, he's so great. He's so great in it. It was it was a tough episode to watch.
3: I didn't want flashback episode or review episode, but like about ten minutes in, I was I was sold on the concept. Um, yeah. I. I you know, we don't know what's going on with the, the outside people so much in, until we saw the uh, the end credit scene, but they really did a great job of setting up the, the the final episode of the season while at the same time just giving uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen a, t- a ton and, and Catherine Hahn a ton of good moments for themselves for their characters and it really deepened the story and i've seen some people online saying oh there's retcon the scarlet witch or change things i don't i don't see it as changing anything about the past i see it as adding layers to the characters
2: and that's what the mcu has done and they've done it really well i was researching the falcon the falcon story is nothing like his origin story i mean nothing like his origin story Completely changed it, but it worked, and it worked for the MCU. I have no problems with them retconning things if it works.
3: Well, I think they, yeah, they, they, it wasn't so much it retcon the comics, but it it changed what happened in the movies, and I don't, I don't feel like it did. No, you know, it's the. I think the implication now is the Mind Stone awakened powers that were within her. Yeah. Is that what you took, less? Yeah, totally. I, I yeah. totally looked at it as either she had latent yeah, – exactly what you said. I'm sorry. Right. I'm starting to Where b- before in, <laughs> in Age of Ultron, it was the Mind Stone gave her the powers. Well, of course, that's what they thought because they didn't know about the whole witch thing. It's, it's like learning sure. a new language. You know, yeah, you can't speak the, the the new language until you learn it.
0: Yeah,
5: exactly. I thought it was a great episode as well. Yeah, I, whenever you see like a flashback or an explanation episode, you're kind of eh, a little shaky on it. But I think this is a great way to do it. It was important. There was emotion. You really did. It wasn't just uh, stuff for the show. It was a ton of things where you're just like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. The only gripe that I had was I thought Wanda getting her powers from the Mindstone. I thought that was kind of lame, a little bit too quick. I thought it was like, oh, she looked at it, it awakened, and we're done. I was kind of hoping for something more, I guess, not, I don't know. When stuff like that happens, I guess you expect it to be more excruciating or more of a laboring thing going on. It just seemed like she had a vision in her head, and just from one second to the next, she's got powers. I was hoping for something more impactful. But besides that, I, yeah, no, I thought it was a great episode. At the end, I was wondering. So Agnes has fear, correct? She is terrified. Agnes, she, Agnes she's holding her kids is like, "Stay the fuck away from me! You're scary. I don't want to deal with you because you're terrifying." Oh, I didn't get that. That's what, that's what my she says it like. You're the Scarlet Witch.
2: No. Is
1: oh shit, you're the Scarlet no, Witch. I, I, think no, no, what, no. I think she Jeez. wants.
2: Scarlet's powers.
1: Yeah, she's she upset. She's like, I've been yeah, doing this for millennia, uh, and yeah. I can't even. I have to do things one at a time, here and there. You're mm-hmm. knocking this stuff out, and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you like, she even made fun of doing. her. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, like, God, you're using yeah, your God, powers that you can bring people back to life, but you're making breakfast for dinner. That's, that's right that's what she was. Uh, was you're being uh, a sitcom mom. Gotcha, you have gotcha. no idea how. And then, boo! I have to ask. You watched Dragon Ball Z back in the day, right? Yes. Okay, so when. The ancient Namek taps mm-hmm. Gohan's head. Mm-hmm. What happens after that? He's a badass, right? He yeah, becomes. Yeah, he, he goes just, on to become a badass. It just happens. That, it's yeah, the, it's, same yeah, it's the same that's thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. So that's all. It's you got to look at it like that. Like it was latent power, unlock potential. Yeah, there it is. You know, and, yeah. and you got to look
2: at it. They only have forty five minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they have <laughs> they have an hour, yeah. but they give us forty. Yeah. They give us thirty three minutes, and then yeah. agony the, of credits. The
4: it's intro and the end credits. Right, yeah. right, When we were young, remember the, I can't remember what the actual name of it was, but it was like the Looney Tunes something, something. And it was 90 minutes long on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Yeah. 30 minutes of that was commercials. Oh, yeah, for sure. Remember seeing reports. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: And not only that, these episodes have their own commercials in them. So they're taken away that way as well. That is funny. Yeah. So before we head out, though, let's talk about some of the things that people were like waiting on. Um, One was this engineer. The scientist engineer, so it ends up just being somebody that worked the sword. Um, That's that's the person. I heard that that I read from the director that they apologized because they made it. He read unless he's bullshitting. They put all these theories out there, and he's like, I was so impressed with all these theories that I read, and I felt kind of bad that I couldn't come up with any of those. So So,
3: the the astrophysicist is the person who brought her the the tank. That's what I read. I could be totally wrong.
2: Yeah, it's very disappointing uh, if that's the case. If that's okay, the case.
1: But again, like I said, I've learned to throw my or just mm. tamper it down. You know, you got to tamp it down. If you get an Easter egg here, you get an Easter egg there. There were crazy theories. They said aerospace engineer and everybody went from Reed Richards to Adam Brashear, who is Blue Marvel, which is basically black Superman in Marvel. And mm. is Captain Monica Rambeau's like boyfriend? and a significant Uh-oh. other. It, it, you know what I'm saying?
2: What was Pim? Who was Pim?
1: Pim is... Dr. Pim no, was... No, no,
2: I know who he is. <laughs> what, what is he? What is his official title? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, King Tom. King Tom's face when he does that.
1: Yeah. Oh, we all needed to go to high school together. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> we all needed... We wouldn't
2: I'm have this podcast if we did.
1: <laughs> I'm so
2: sorry.
1: <laughs> what is his uh, title? Uh, but he's like a bioengineer, like a biochemist. Yo. he's a biochemist uh astrophysicist he's just he's well, not the at all
2: this is because he has ties with the white vision correct he does now and also right. didn't betony say that he's very very excited to work with somebody he's always wanted to work with all his life and wouldn't michael douglas be one of those type of people
1: but yeah we, but no. i don't think he's in good standing to show up you mean um, oh you mean he's not feeling well uh he was at the golden
2: globe He looked fantastic with Catherine. i'm Zeta sure
1: he came. was yeah of course yeah he, i don't know i mean he's that could be it it could be him yeah he could be there it, it, but, i'm just but I, also saying... heard, I
2: also heard benny was was pulling a, a fast one on us
1: yeah so
5: the director said that paul betty and he called him out directly yes so he's, said this he's, is his hole
1: yeah, yeah he's
5: dug himself <laughs> into a hole as far as the cameo at the end that people are thinking and that he's he's the director is basically saying point all your hate at that guy yeah
2: because whatever you are whatever is going to happen you're going to be disappointed and you're going to be really pissed because they're saying that he said that about white vision about playing alongside himself yeah so but also the director could be really fucking with us
1: oh yeah they all could be absolutely yeah Uh, yeah you just gotta wait to see that's my point now you gotta wait to see you really do but i appreciate you uh clarifying that was michael douglas king tom
3: <laughs> anytime but that's yeah. why i'm here <sighs> all in all wait, ah, that oh, my huh?
2: wait that was michael douglas that <laughs> is michael what? Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> all right guys i think we should end this thing <laughs> <laughs> but uh honestly i'm kind of sad that this is going to be done and they're, oh, not, yeah, coming, they're sure. not coming back to a season two like my brother who's not really into any of this mcu stuff he's like oh yeah so what do you think is going to leave off a cliffhanger for season two and i go there's no season oh. two. And he's like, the look Over. on his face, he's like, what are you talking about? Just I lie
5: was, to him then, man.
2: Nah, what I are you don't. doing? Nah. Fuck him. <laughs> but yeah, it sucks. It sucks that they're doing this. That, but I get it. It's going to lead into Multiverse of Madness. Yeah,
1: that's season
4: two. that That'll be that, Yeah, two. that's a big season yeah. two. You get that. Look, it, commercials? One thing you'd have to consider too, man, if there, if there was going to be a season two of this show, it, the, it would have to be completely different. Yeah. Yeah. It, because they can't keep the current formula up, so no. it would practically be a different show, right? No, it let's, it would pick be let's pick ten more TV
3: shows. Let's pick game shows. Every sh- every episode oh, will be a different game
2: show. Hollywood Squares would be the best. Dude. I would love that. Hollywood Squares, Jeopardy, Who Plays Who Plays Your Luck, luck? Yeah. Press Your Luck. Yeah,
4: dude, Wheel of Mall Fortune marker. would be great. Yeah, if the answer wow. was my hairy aunt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh man, let's That's end it on the guy that. joke.
2: Let's yeah, no, yes, yes. my bad. No, no, it's okay. Let's end it with that one. You you were on it tonight, Eric, with your jokes. All right, guys. Appreciate you listening to this episode and sticking around for the end. Mr. Carlos Buragua, where can people find you? I'm gonna go all out of order this
5: <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at the Sith list Boo.
2: Mr. Gonzalez, not really Gonzalez is his name, people. It's a joke. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at lessmore78 and on this show and then do some reaction videos on our YouTube channel. And
2: then also on Star Wars Spelt Out. Yep. Check him out on there where he shows up on time. Mr. <laughs> Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. Where can people find you?
3: You can find me trying to figure out if Raj understood the crudes or not. Other than that, I'm on oh, Twitter at Tom Chansky. And then I do uh, Patreon shows for Steel Wars, The Bed Motivators, and Blue Harvest. And I just did a, an episode with Hawes that I think he put on his free feed where we had a lot of fun talking about Star Wars video games. So check oh,
2: that out. Oh, fantastic.
0: <laughs> Eric,
2: where can, was?
4: Yeah, hey, <laughs> sounds like it. Eric, where can people find you? <laughs> Standing back a few steps, listening to King Tom shit on you. <laughs> uh, you, know, you can check out my uh, podcast, The Bad Motivators. Uh, it's uh, average. And then uh, you can <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram wow. at Eric Strothers.
2: And you can find me, Wallowing in My Misery, at The Sithless. Guys, again, thank you so much. And we'll catch you next week on episode number 240 of The Siblings. me I'm a dirty pig.
0: Yeah. What? what? That's that's. <laughs> weird that just went weird. Oh, it's got real weird. Tell me I'm oh, a dirty pig. Tell me I'm a dirty pig. I don't dig what? on swine, dude.